Podflix, episode 166. I'm Willie. I'm Nish. I'm Paul. I wanted to, wanted to go quickly today. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I know, man. Paul, I notice you have that, um, uh, the infinity square that you're talking into for your microphone. Is that, does that give you special powers like, like the movie we watched? This, this nondescript black box that I'm talking into? That's right. That's right. <laughs> It does if I run at the speed of light and then touch it. There we go. So this week we watched uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Do they call it the Snyder Cut or just it's, it's officially? Snyder's? Yeah, it's officially Zack Snyder's Justice League. Gosh, there is a lot of hubbub about this movie being made. I wanted to ask Nish, did you um, did you read a bunch of the Reddit stuff and and? No, and then like for context, I, like I, I mean, I definitely am, was aware of like all the stuff going on with this movie, but I didn't read anything on Reddit. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, that's a good policy. <laughs> <laughs> Who has seen the Joss Whedon version of this film before we kind of kick into it? And we should, I guess, that the the question I I should ask this pre-show: Should we compare and contrast a little bit, or like should we just talk about this movie? I think you kind of have to compare and contrast at some point. I don't know that that's all we want to do, but so to start with, speaking of compare and contrast, I have not seen, I believe I'm the only one of the three of us who has not seen the theatrical cut of Justice League. I have seen about 20 minutes, all of which were in the climax of, of the film. So so that one little bit, I am able to at least somewhat compare and contrast. That's Very it. Good. <laughs> I've I've seen I think I've seen Justice League twice. What? Why? Uh, um, well, I saw it once when it came out, and then I saw it relatively recently when I found out they were doing this because I couldn't remember it very well. Um, and yeah, I my I have an overall thesis about these movies, which um, kind of links them together. Which is that I think I haven't tested this, but I suspect that the Snyder version makes the other version, makes the Whedon version better oh. uh, in a weird way, which we can talk about later. Um, but that's my that, overriding thesis. That I definitely want to hear about. Um, gosh, about you, this was all, I did see it. Yeah, um, but recently, right? Pretty recently. I'd be like three weeks ago. I, there was a big article in Vanity Fair about um, Zack Snyder and kind of how all this happened. And I, I don't know. It was just there. I was like, all right, let's see what's going on here. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was like pretty doable. No, to it, our, to pretty our movie. doable. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. like you would do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. As in like Batman V Superman, I wouldn't do it. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it, but, it does have the advantage of, I think two things of one, like, yes, it, it followed on the worst DC movie, which is Batman v Superman. So there was kind of nowhere to go but up. And uh, and, I, and I did try and do that one twice, and I failed both times. <laughs> and then two, it it does for those who don't like the oppressively dark and serious tone of those Snyder movies, like myself. It does inject some levity, which Zack Snyder went in now with a sledgehammer and made sure he took out. So. <laughs> 
But whose idea was this? I mean, it was mine. <laughs> it's such a wild thing because, I, like, just the spectacle of it, I couldn't get away from because this something like this is really kind of unprecedented insofar as there's director cuts of movies, right? They've there there's been for years, um, and there's lots of them, but this is a unique scenario insofar as like it seemed like a bigger departure than most, right? Um, and insofar as things just got usually like if you if you take a director's cut, like things get cut that got added that they didn't like or whatever, it tightens things up, it removes plot points that don't make any sense. I'm thinking of like stuff like um, the Donner cut of Superman two, um, and and for some reason it popped into my head. But there's like the 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 director's cut of Highlander two, which like right. undoes <laughs> a lot of the bullshit that's in that movie. Right. Uh, but, the, but the, this... the the most famous director's cuts being the various Blade Runner versions. Yeah. Well, there's so many of those. I can't even. I don't even keep. I can't even keep them straight anymore. Right. But right. Um, but this movie was wild because not only did it seem like it was going to add a whole bunch, but they went back and shot like almost an entire movie's worth of material and stuck it in here. Right. It's not your typical director's cut. Like you can't even say that, you know, like leading up to it, you've heard like there were people kind of saying or, you know, and, and Zack Snyder was kind of letting it be up. Like this is the movie like this is a movie that like he would have made had he been able to. And it's like, well, but not really because the studio never would have let you make a four hour movie and release it. Like, like right. this isn't the, like, this isn't the justice league that we were, we were deprived of because of, you know, his personal tragedy. Like this is something different, obviously. Totally. And, and I should clarify, like they claim there's only about five minutes of new material shot and the rest of the money was done to redo a lot of the effects, which a lot of the effects are, redone for better or for worse um but they, they shot a lot and man this movie leaves none of it on the cutting room floor i mean no, they not. say there's only five minutes of new f- all right so context for those that don't know it's a four hour and two minute movie it's broken up into six chapters and an epilogue I felt like it was a solid two and a half hours in before I saw any of the material I remember, at least from the Whedon version. Yeah. I mean, there's all there's showing up like I didn't all of that to me was new. I was like, holy shit. Did, uh, I guess maybe they recycled old stuff, yeah. but like. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think I mean, there's a whole there's like two movies in here, really. Right. There's the Justice League movie and then there's the Cyborg movie which really could have been a, a separate movie leading into this and probably should have been because it's an interesting story, but Jesus, four hours is a long time for a fucking movie. So yes, exactly. Like, like, I mean, obviously like it's, it's, it's hard to talk about justice league in some ways without comparing it to the Avengers, just because it's a similar team up movie and kind of the culmination of other movies. But it is a thing where it's like, it's as if they did like Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk and then jump straight to the Avengers and like introduced Captain America and Thor and like all those guys like all in one movie at the same time like completely yeah yeah I mean there's right there's a little bit of flash backstory but there's a lot of cyborg backstory in this yes yeah Yeah. and he's given like a lot of business which is again it's fine like he's an interesting character yeah I I don't know how much the I'm gonna be asking these kinds of questions a lot I have the feeling I, I don't know how much different that was, not the backstory, but just like I was very surprised watching this at just how important Cyborg and Flash were to the to the overall narrative. 
like way more important than like Aquaman or even Wonder Woman. Like, like Flash and Cyborg like were the were kind of like the instruments of like their entire plan, more or less. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, that Batman and Superman in some ways, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm Superman. I mean, the whole like Superman was the Poochie of the film, right? Where it's like, like the whole time he's, he's not there and everyone's like, we're Superman. Like we got to do something about Superman. Like, so it's like there was that, but I mean, which makes sense. I mean, it, it, it's not like, it's not, you know, out of nowhere or anything. It certainly makes sense that that would be the case. And Batman, at least you can give him credit for, he's the one who kind of gets the team together. So like, there's that. No, I'm going to, I'm going to quibble with you. We're getting, there's so much shit to get into, but I'm going to quibble yeah. with you a little about that, that, it doesn't make sense that there that like like this movie goes out of its way to paint a world that is just like in fucking despair because Superman died. Well, no, no, no. fair enough. I, what I was gonna say was it makes sense that they would be talking about like Superman and how much they miss Superman. At least Batman and Wonder Woman, right? And from, like from, from and the like, last movie, and like the Flash even says like, "Oh, Superman's my hero," and it's like for like the twenty minutes he was around, he was your hero. Like, like they didn't. If, if this had been like if there had been like three Superman movies and then and then this happened, that would have all felt like earned a little bit. But it's like right. I don't even know how long Superman operates operated in this world. I get the sense it was less than a year, um, like he that he wasn't around very long, um, because basically like the Batman v Superman is basically like an immediate follow on to Man of Steel, and then he dies at the end of that movie, and it's like how right. much could have and how long how long like in universe like how long does batman v superman take like the plot of the movie a week or two yeah so it really isn't it's it's uh, and and like they didn't know superman existed until the very end of man of steel right like, exactly and and so, and for half the time they knew he existed they weren't on his side really like they were like like it was only really i guess the end i guess when he basically leveled the city that they were on his side <laughs> right so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was like i don't know six i'll say six months tops and like everyone loses their fucking mind that, that this guy died in like a way also in like a pretty low-key way insofar as like this monster appears he's around the monster's around for probably i don't know 10 minutes of in-universe time and and then gets killed and it's not like it was like this major threat and the whole world knew the world was in danger like this probably all happened and 90 percent of the world had no idea anything happened until it was over um and and they and it's just they really hammer on it how yeah. like the like the entire world is in is in mourning and like you can't go anywhere without seeing that you know that s in black and like you know people are just so distraught over it i just kept going like really like you know, you're 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 you know assuming facts that are not in evidence. There, Zach, like it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Questions. Um, were either of you comic book guys as a kid on the DC side? Uh, you know, I, I'm curious where this idea of the box comes from. Is that a comic book thing? Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit, but. I mostly read Green Lantern and I and the Superman stories I read had nothing to do with well, I mean, I read the death and resurrection of Superman, but that has very little to do with what actually happens in these movies. Um but I, I just know so the shorthand is the mother boxes are basically um the infinity stones. Which is to yeah, say, but- when you have them all, you can kind of do whatever. Yeah, well that's what I was getting at. I was like Really? Like you had to make like a group zero superhero movie and essentially just bite off the same plot mechanism as they did with Thanos? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know which one came first. I couldn't possibly tell you, but right. I mean, that is kind of what they did. Like, they kind of did three Avengers movies in this one movie, which is to say, like, they introduced the bad guy, and then he kind of shows up at the end, although not really. Um, and yeah, they collect all the shit, and you know, everything almost goes real bad. Well, I guess everything does go real bad in the the Flash reverses time, but right. I don't know. I mean, there's to me watching the movie, like you're kind of thrust into, I, I can't remember what the first chapter was. Maybe it was the Amazonians. Um, <laughs> Fuck if I remember. <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's the Amazonians, right? Uh, the first bit is like Bruce Wayne trying to assemble his team. And then like yeah, at some point, Steppenwolf comes down to get the boxes. I knew exactly what they were. Cause I was like, Oh, those must be the Infinity Stones. But honestly, we don't get an explanation for them until you're two and a half hours in and Wonder Woman somehow, like, I don't know, touches an arrow and then gets the whole complete story as to what's up with these boxes. Yeah, she goes into this, like, secret chamber that, like, has all these, like, mosaics on the wall that, like, kind of explain, like, I guess, like, all the shit that happened, like, 5,000 years ago or whatever when, like, they came and tried to, like, take over Earth back then with the mother boxes. Oh, that- Although I get this, I get the sense like the like the Amazons and the Atlanteans at least kind of know this, right? Like they're actively guarding the boxes, whereas like right. humans have just forgotten about it, so they have right. to know something, right? Yeah, that part seemed a little odd to me too. But like, I'll 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 go with it. Like th- like that wasn't. I feel like it seemed odd to me in the way that like that happens in lots of movies, like not just like the DC movies where it's like. It feels weird to me that this big threat would have happened 5,000 years ago and everyone like these people would still be guarding this box and like, no, like even passed down from generation to generation. It feels like that loses some potency with time away from it. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I, I like liken it well, like it or contrast it with like with like Lord of the Rings, where it's like, you know, when when the ring was lost, it's like some people still knew about it like Gandalf or whatever but it's like most people did not remember this thing at all and like the people who did were people who had unnaturally long lives which the Amazons do to be fair so and maybe the Atlanteans yeah. do too I don't remember yeah I mean the the I won't do this constantly but the Whedon version makes it sound like the boxes were just kind of like in a room somewhere until they started doing stuff and then people showed up and then this movie makes it clear that at least like in Themyscira I don't know if I'm saying that right like they have like 50 people guarding it 24 seven. Like they're always there waiting for something to happen, which I'm just like, really? Like I had the same feeling. Like are these people, how can these people be taking this seriously after all this time? But uh. all right. Important question. And then we'll dive into some, some more plot stuff. Four hours. How'd y'all break it up? Um. So, so one thing I'll say that I think was a good choice was him Zack Snyder splitting this up into chapters because it, it at least gave me very obvious stopping points. Yeah, it's like, I thought that was and, a, and, and on each field max, they're like marked yeah. by those little diamonds on the thing. So it's like I was just like, well, just make it there. <laughs> like all I got to do is just like that. That'll be a good stopping point. Um, I watched uh, I watched like an hour and then I watched like another two hours. I, I had like a big point where I kind of like tried to truck through a fair amount of it. So I broke it up into three, three chunks. Watch the first hour, watch the middle two hours, watch the last hour. Yeah, I um, I don't really get to start watching movies like this until the whole family goes to bed, which usually means like 10 o'clock. So right. no way was I powering through this in one sitting. But I did manage to do effectively two and two over two nights. I was the same as you, Nish. One, yeah. two, one. Yeah. 
What do we think about watching four-hour movies? When was the, Have you seen one? And if you have, when's the last time you watched one? And have you ever like sat through four hours straight like this? I mean, I have. You know, it's like I've, I've, we, we mentioned. I, I mentioned Lord of the Rings, and it's like the extended versions of those are close to four hours each. I mean, the, the longest one I think is. I could be wrong. Maybe Return of the King extended is four hours, but it's it's like three hours and forty minutes or something like that. And yeah. you know, I it it it's long, and and I say that as someone who really loves the Lord of the Rings, and I found it kind of long, you know, mm. like 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 definitely with that movie especially because it's like it's got like forty five minutes worth of endings, which everyone kind of makes fun of. Um, but yeah, four hours is yeah, it's okay. a lot, and like you know, the thing I'll say about about you know lord of the rings for example it's like that's something i was excited about and had already seen the original version of and so like this is something i was going into cold and was not terribly excited about and had to watch four hours and how long did it take you guys to adjust to the four by three aspect ratio a long time like i never actually i don't i never actually did because in the I was going to say the third act of the movie, the eighth act of the movie at the end. <laughs> um, they did this weird thing when um, like there, there'd be like energy blasts or something of color. And they, on the, on the sides of the screen, they would do two vertical color things like gradients. So like on the very edge and like really like highlight that this is a four by three box, but the very beginning of it, I found it extremely disconcerting and like, I'm sorry, but, that just it just made the movie look cheap because it looked like television like what i i remember television when television was like that so it made it it didn't make it look like big imax to me it made it look like television and and they had to use a lot of like similar blocking and stuff to what television uses like you can't have these like at one point they do it looks terrible they do do this like raking shot over the whole Justice League standing there. Yeah, at the end. But the screen's yeah. not wide, so it looks really weird. Right. Um, right. So the screen's up... not wide, and then they have to do this like long, like much longer than usual. I feel like pan across yeah. and then like sideways, and yeah. Right. So there's a lot of stuff like that that just like I, it did. It, it took me. I, I I made a note of it. Like I kind of stopped paying attention to it. It took about an hour though before I really did. And then again, again, I said that like in the, in the finale, it really came, it back. came back with a vengeance because they were highlighting it. <coughs> but I, yeah, it just, I don't know. I, it feels like it, this feels this in a lot of ways, this movie feels like Zack Snyder with no filter. And like the, I want to use the word hubris, but I'm, that's feels maybe a little pejorative, but to be like, I'm going to make a IMAX formatted movie that's going to come out at a time where it's going to come out on hbo and will probably never play in a movie theater ever maybe it'll i'm sure it'll get some limited run at some point right but like it's crazy to think like i'm going to format my 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 movie for this from what i've read he actually apparently has always been a big fan of four by three and has always preferred it um so seems weird any any excuse to do it but it i found it very jarring do we know of any other directors that have this crazy of a fan base that essentially will one of their films into existence? Yeah, I mean, like, like if this if this kind of thing I think ever happened with like Christopher Nolan or something, like this this would happen too. I think. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, there there are quite a few directors I think who have like a crazy fan base. It's just that 
this particular thing. Like, I guess maybe the question is, is like, are there directors? I mean, this is going to sound pejorative because it is. Um, are there directors who are like not that good the way that Zack Snyder is who have this crazy a fan base? Because it's like, I mean, say what you want about Christopher Nolan, but he's better than Zack Snyder by a fair amount. And oh, no like, question. Yeah. And and like, you know, other people who have huge fan bases are like someone like, like, you know, like Quentin Tarantino or someone like that, you know, where it's like very idiosyncratic. But like those are, you know, those directors are way better. You know, I mean, right. Zack Snyder is distinctive. I will very much give him that. But like distinctive doesn't always equal good, you know? Yeah, I would, I would, I, I agree with all that, that he, and I mean, I guess, I don't know what it is. I guess people relate to his gray take on the world, but like, um, I think you're right that it, it, it's an unusual level of fanaticism mixed with quality that you don't often see. Like, uh, you know, I think of people like Stanley Kubrick would garner this kind of, you know, fanaticism, but right. like, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah somebody like snyder man i don't know all right let's talk a little bit about the characters let's bucket them into kind of two groups you have like the people the movie started with which is batman wonder woman aquaman and then the second kind of crew of three that joins up before they become super friends right so what did you think of kind of the the handling of Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, the whole recruiting scenes, the recruiting scenes in the beginning, which ultimately does get to the Flash, right? Um, and just overall, like, handling of the Wonder Woman scenes and and Aquaman scenes. And then, in particular, I think that this part differed quite a bit from Whedon's version, so we should talk about that too, Paul. Yeah, I mean, by and large, I mean, the biggest change in the recruitment scene is in the Whedon version, Batman knows there are aliens around and there's a thing. And in this version, he doesn't. And he's just kind of doing this out of fear um, that something that something may happen. He he doesn't find out that there's actually anything going on. I don't know. It's like 45 minutes into the movie or so. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman comes and tells him. Right. It's all theoretical at the beginning. But I mean... The, the issue, I guess the issue, the main issue that I have with it is like Batman going around recruiting people. It was a chant, like in the Whedon version, he's a little witty and self-deprecating and a little bit funny. And that's almost completely excised from this version. Um, like the only thing that's in there really is like when the Flash says, so what's your superpower? And he says, I'm rich. Like that's the one that kind of survives. Uh, but there's like other quippy moments that are gone. And um and it it become it just becomes all so dour like like the 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 women singing that sad song when aquaman oh. goes into the like what the hell was that <clears throat> oh my god it was like it went on forever and it was, i was like am i supposed to know like i've seen aquaman so it's like i know like i was like who is this woman like they're like closing in on her and she's like holding his like clothes or whatever and it's like Oh, that's a, where does he get his clothes? Because he always rips off his shirt before and just he throws goes it in the, the water. water. <laughs> I was wondering that too. I was think, thinking of the logistics of it. Like he's got all these like like cable knit sweaters like stashed away somewhere <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we did, do do we like our? I thought Aquaman was far better in in uh, Snyder's version than in the Whedon version. Interesting. 
the beginning part of I only saw the first 20 minutes of Aquaman and I was like this is so bad I have to turn it off that's that's I, I, I kind of liked him because I, I he was the one I like liked the least probably like I, I guess just I just felt like it's like he just seemed like so joyless to me now I haven't seen the weed version, so I can't really I have He's, nothing to compare it to except Aquaman which was a which was really really silly but was a star vehicle for him so of course like he's gonna have some charisma in that movie um compared to this one but i kind of felt like you know it's like looking at all five of them i know you said kind of the three and the two but it's like that like they're all kind of joyless except for flash right and it's like you know flash is basically like the the you know to the extent snyder was going to allow there to be any sort of comic relief it was going to come with with flash but at least with Batman, it's like you're used to Batman being joyless, like like to some extent, like that's kind of who that character is to some degree, always like not quite to this level, to, to the Snyder level. But like he's never like really wisecracking all that much in any incarnation you've seen him in, except maybe Adam West or something. like. No, that. but like but, but like even the Christian Bale version, like I'm thinking of like the scene where he gets ghosted by Catwoman. He's like, oh, so that's what that feels like. like yeah, sure. There is nothing even approaching that level of you know witty self-deprecating humor in this right, movie right no that 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 is true but like yeah i felt like the ones who were worst done by i guess were were aquaman and wonder woman i would say like wonder woman i really felt that way because it was like we've seen her in two movies like one before and one after and it's like you know regardless of you know we none of us liked wonder woman 1984 but like she's still like you know she's she's much more vibrant in those movies than she is in the, in this one, you know, like she yeah. doesn't, all she's given to do in this one is like, I mean, she has some weight to her, but like they lean a lot on the fact that you already kind of know who she is and she's already had a movie kind of. And so like they lean a lot on that and Oh my God, like it was like a parody of a real movie. The way that like ah, music kept coming in every time she would do anything. It was like, it was crazy. It would like come in for like two seconds so she could do something like when you by the time you got to the climax of the movie and it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, are you kidding me? Like, This is yeah. so dumb. Yeah. So a couple of things. So in, in the Whedon version, Aquaman's a total dude, bro. Um, OK, so less of that here. Definitely. So, so less of that here. Other, and... other, other than the my man, which, you know, I, I yeah. that line I knew because everybody talked yeah, about that. line. It's in everything. And then and then. um in the Whedon version, there's a alluded to or flirtation between Wonder Woman and Batman, which is totally gone from the Snyder version. There's like one um, there's like one scene which seemed very out of place where it's like where they're talking to each other and they he like they like put their hand on the mouse at the same time. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was really weird because I was just like, the fuck was that? Like, like that <laughs> was weird and awkward and then never, never addressed in any way shape or form after that right but that does like like you mentioned like that does take a, away from stuff from her to do right that's like a major kind of plot point and same thing with batman right like the uh, like bruce wayne it gives like the two of them like a lot less to do like that's that's one of the things i felt like about batman in this movie was he doesn't he doesn't do very much like he he is He's surprisingly passive in, in in like the first half of this movie, right? Um, he's just kind of like listening to what people are saying, and um, you know, it doesn't his part. He doesn't show like a ton of I don't know what like agency is the wrong word, but like of like action, like proaction. 
until he they hit on the idea that maybe we can resurrect Superman, and then he becomes like fanatical about it, right. um, which is which is weird. And then, yeah, can we talk about the weird subplot too with the plane that won't fly? Because what was that? <laughs> that was super weird. That was so weird. Especially like by the end, like there's so much that's so weird about it. Like one, just how much they keep bringing it up. And then two, like when it finally comes up, it's like this like ah, moment. And it's just like, yeah, it's a fucking plane. Like it doesn't look cool or anything. It's just like, <laughs> no, it's, it's just, just like a giant plane, troop black transport. Plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's like, I feel like it's like, like comparing it to another Zack Snyder thing. It's like, it's like, I'm supposed to be feeling like the way I do when I see like a fucking Archimedes, like the owl ship and Watchmen or something like come up like where it's like this cool scene or something and it's just like yeah whatever <laughs> like like yeah what a, what a weird thing to make a subplot one of the scenes i really liked was the flashback to the battle from whatever it was five thousand years ago yeah the one what with like think? zeus and like yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. who the fuck are these two guys from 300 doing in this movie <laughs> yeah at yeah, first glance, Gerard I was Butler like, Gerard knockoff. <laughs> at the first glance, I was like, did they get Gerard Butler back in shape for this? <laughs> um, what'd you think about the Green Lantern reference in there, Paul? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I like seeing Green Lantern. They, they fucking beefed it by having him do nothing but shoot energy blasts out of his ring, which is yeah, like the most boring like, thing he could yeah, possibly do. Yeah, like not making like a giant like fist or something or like those yeah, kinds of like, things. That's yeah. what Green Lantern does. Yeah. But those kilowatts, right? It looked like him. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be him, but yeah, it it, it, it did look like him. Yeah, um, yeah so it, it did get me hyped for a, more Green Lantern stuff that never came in this movie, unfortunately. Right. Um, but you know, I hey, I I always like Green Lantern stuff. So, you know, I did get excited. I was like, "Fuck, Green Lanterns in this movie? That's awesome!" Or a Green Lantern, I should say, is in this movie. That only lasted fifteen seconds. Yeah, and then he got his hand cut off like a jump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> while we're I did like while, that scene though, I thought it was good, it, but it was good and also was very three hundred. I was like, now this has Zack Snyder, like three hundred Zack Snyder written all over it. So, so that flashback did not exist at all in the Whedon version, correct? No, none of it. Because right. no. one thing I will say is, like, that provides a fair amount of explanation as to like what's going well, on that that flashback scene does. Sorry, like, sorry, I should, they, I should. Re- it is in the it is in the Whedon version. They put Stephen Wolf in it and not Darkseid, and it's about one fifth the time with none of the weird. Okay. No, there's no lanterns. There's no um, the gods aren't in it. It's just like the Atlanteans and the the amazons and the humans and that's it okay and is so the uh is the anti-life equation referred to at all n- i don't think so like he makes like steppenwolf makes that symbol on the ground and that's kind of like but it's i think but that it's just like I, oh it's his symbol or something like that i think so i don't really i honestly don't remember yeah they don't make such a big deal about the anti-life equation as they do in this movie. Yeah, like, that's fair. I mean, the anti-life equation is a weird, like, hand-wavy thing. Like, I'm kind of aware of that from the comics. Like, I didn't quite know what it was, but I, like, knew the name. Like, when they said it, it was like, oh, I remember something about that, like, at some point. Like, I, that that is something I've heard of. But, yeah. um, I mean, it at least provides something kind of beyond. It, it definitely, like, sets up a reason why this world would be special in some way or, like why I don't, I don't know like i guess it did it did some work in setting up what might have been like a justice league 2 or like a future movie um which th- that that's one thing that was very weird to watch in this movie was like 
the setup that is happening through it and in the end of it for something that will really never happen. There's so much <laughs> of it. It's it's very, I mean, I get it. Cause it's like, well, you know, this is the movie you wanted to make. Like you're going to put this in, but it's like, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's not going to happen. Not only does Warner brothers not want it to happen, but Zack Snyder has been kind of, you know, straightforward about saying like, I'm not really interested in doing superhero movies for a while, which I kind of understand from his point of view as well. Um, so, sounds like you're kind of grateful as well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would have been more grateful if I didn't have to sit through 30 minutes of setup for things that are never going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what did we think of Flash? Superman, of course. Uh, and then, I mean, the cyborg part was, was like a whole movie there. So, um, do we want to, do was, do want to was, tackle was, him last then? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because it was actually... A whole movie there, plus very, I won't say very different, but far more in depth than what we got in the in the Whedon version. Yeah, the, the the Flash stuff was okay. I thought I didn't think anything they added was particular. Like I I didn't particularly love the Barry meets Iris scene, and I'm gonna like creepy creepily stroke your hair before I save you um, <laughs> stuff that they had going on there. I didn't feel like that added very much. Like the Flash standalone movie doesn't need that setup. Like it's fine like it was it was just you know it just made the movie longer <laughs> right it gave i mean i know there was like a payoff as it were a payoff in air quotes um at the end of the scene but like it did give us that like kind of bonkers like part of that scene where he turns around and takes the wiener out of the air <laughs> in the middle of everything where it's like what is going on right now like, like what is he doing he yeah, was like, my he was my favorite part of the Whedon movie, and he lost a good eighty percent of his comic relief in this movie. There were still yeah, parts, right? I mean, and his character arc because his character arc in the Whedon movie is a kid learning how to be a hero. Like, there's this whole thing where he's like scared, and Batman has to like psych him up and be like, "Just save one person. If you can just save one person, like you'll make a difference. You don't have to like do the whole stuff. All of that's gone." Um, so like his, his major growth arc is just, again, completely excised from this movie. What's interesting Um, is that they kind of, it starts in the same way, right? When like Bruce Wayne is like recruiting him and he's like, so I have this group of people and Barry's like, I'm in. It's like, it's, it already starts off like, oh, this is a kid that doesn't know what he's doing. And then we kind of immediately control off delete that. Right, he becomes highly. Um, he becomes uh, whatever. He, he he becomes like very proficient superhero who really understands his powers very well, like very quickly. He's like, oh yeah, I know. This is what happens when I go almost the speed of light. And like, yeah, if I do this, I can do that. And like, I've got I've got all my powers figured out, uh, which felt weird, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, it it did feel very like it feels very incongruous that he would have that much command of his powers and knowledge about his powers and also be like the person that he is like outside of the powers, like this, like kind of geeky, like trying to hold down like three, like, like part-time jobs or whatever, whatever is his uncredited dad, Billy Crudup says, like, that was really weird seeing him in this like quick role. Is he in the the way version too? (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Might've been my favorite character in the whole movie. (laughs) The dad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think billy crudup was great i love yeah. him yeah he was all right he was... um this was my favorite version of henry cavill as superman like once he you liked it better superman. than 
You liked it better than the Whedon version? I did, yeah. Uh, I didn't because the Whedon version had joy and happiness. And this again, this version had none of it. Um, I, I do want to ask, though, like, why is he wearing a black suit in this movie? That's what I want to know, too. Is there a thematic reason for this? Right. I don't know is, what it is. Right. Like, there might be, right? Like, But, like, is there is there a thematic reason other than Zack Snyder saying he would re- look really cool in black? Which, by the way, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Disagree. Like, I like, thought he looked great. Um, it's slimming. What, um... It's too I thought shiny. It was, I thought it was part of the... I feel like that's a comic book thing. Well, right, it was, but it has a thematic reason in the comic books, which is when Superman is resurrected... Um, there's there's a version of him in a black suit and he doesn't remember who he is or know who he is. And then once he no- figures out who he is, he puts the fucking suit on again and he mm. doesn't wear the black suit anymore. Um, is this so like, it was, is this when they're, they're like the four different Superman kind of thing? Yeah, things? the reign yeah. of the Superman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a it, he's like a Kryptonian who doesn't know anything about himself and he wears this like bland suit. He doesn't have a cape in the comics, which I thought would have been, I thought that actually would have been kind of cool in this movie. If it didn't have a cape, um, but there's none of that. Like I thought, like all right, he's going to show up and be Superman and like have the suit on, but he doesn't. In fact, he, he he does like the shirt opening thing in the in the epilogue, and he still got the black and white suit on. I know that annoyed me. Like I, I was I was very much thinking he was going to open that up and it was going to be like the normal Superman suit. Yeah, um, I did and too. It, and then it was the black one. It's like, oh come on, really? Fucking yeah. black suit. Not yeah. Not, so not we don't know if there's a we don't know if there's a reason, right? Like I I can't think other than like Snyder thinks it looks cool, but right. And, and I guess like like you said, like it's in the comic book, so it's not like something that he just made up. But like it doesn't really fit with the way that it's used in the comic books. It just dawns on me something that really sucks about this movie. The What's one that? the 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 one thing. No, no, no. just just something. Okay, not the one thing. Yeah. Anytime something weird happened or unexplainable, like the brain is always like, yes, but this is the movie Zach wanted to make. <laughs> yeah. That's and then it. my next, my next thought was always, why, why is this the movie he wanted to make? Yeah. Um, you know, let's I, dig into it. I, I like, sorry, one thing, this, this is almost like getting to final thoughts, which were obviously nowhere near, but like, I, I do want to say one thing, like I'm probably not going to have much good in a concrete way to say about this movie. But that being said, considering the incredibly low bar I had for this movie, I did not hate it as much as I expected to hate it. So I, I will say that, like, like this movie didn't like suck all life out of me. I don't want to see it again. But that is a fair amount. Like, like at least half of that is the fact that it's four hours long. If it was two hours long and it was on TV sometime, like it might I might put it on and like sit and watch it. But it's not. So like I'm not I'm not going to sit and watch a four hour movie. Right. Um, let's dive into Cyborg a little bit. Yes, let's. So this it's, I I gather from what you guys are saying is very different than the Whedon version of the movie because I was super surprised that it's like, man, this guy's like the main character here, huh? We're gonna yeah. find out all about him. <laughs> in in the in the Whedon version, he has he has about as much to do as the Flash does. They're okay. about equal. In the two movies, okay, uh, and and his father is hand wavied over pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, he he certainly doesn't like melt his face off in the in the Whedon version. That's right. There's, I mean, was we it, know was, that his father did some fucked up things to him, and and you know that he made him cyborg, but 
there's not a lot of like angst between the two of them. Did anybody else? I mean, I mean, there's like this has nothing to do with anything really, but like his son Cyborg, who's a cyborg with a red eye, and he's Miles Dyson. It was it was like so weird <laughs> like, the whole time. It was just like <laughs> this seems very familiar. <laughs> I definitely definitely thought that. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see Joe Morton, you know, in in a movie usually. Um, so I'll say yeah. that. But I mean, if there had been if there had been a cyborg movie that basically ends where Justice League begins, like if it if it had been like think of the Marvel thing, like the post credit sequence would have been seeing the mother box in the closet. Um, like I think that I think that could have been good actually. Um. I think in I, th- I think in in this movie like it just it just felt like doing too much, um, like they kept being these very long sequences of cyborg stuff um, that yeah. really did feel like a different movie, because um, they were they were so so long, and I'm sorry, but this is a this is a tiny thing, but God, the way they make him fly in this movie looks like shit. Like those little tiny jets, jets shooting out yeah. all over his body, like that looked really bad. Yeah, <laughs> I hated it was, that. It was it was weird. He like I another part of like his story that I really didn't like, and this kind of gets to I mean, I don't know if anyone would have watched it, but like the need for like a standalone cyborg movie is like that whole like uh I, I guess it's like the tape recording or whatever he's listening to of his dad that basically mm-hmm. explains his powers. And it was such a ham handed way to get it like what he can do, where it's just like basically his dad being like, you can do this and you can do this. It's like it's like 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 whereas like a standalone movie like you would have actually shown that stuff a lot more like we get to see some of it later on but like you know it's like I not that it even needs to be so standard but usually if you get a standalone movie and it contains some origin story stuff then you're gonna like have the character kind of finding out a little bit what he can do and kind of like getting more powerful in that and that's a better way I feel like to kind of show what he can do than to just have a character basically telling him like these are the things you can do now yeah, and 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 so often those scenes are moments of of joy for like I'm thinking of like Spider-Man movies, earlier Superman movies, like when he, when they're figuring out their powers, those are joyful moments, and they're not here, right? They're dour. Like he 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 like joylessly like like helps that woman, um, but like and like he, so he does a good thing, but like there is he, he's just like yeah, I can do this. Yep, I can do this too. All right, I can do this. Like, and it's just like, all right, I guess. Like, it's, we just got a list of, like you said, like a list of powers. Right, right. And it, it really, like, a lot of that is, like you said, like the joylessness is just down to, like, the overall, like, tone. And, like, you know, that's just a Zack Snyder hallmark, basically. Yeah. You know, it, 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 right. it's not, what not, do, what not do, really Ray Fisher's fault, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. And I think. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have, I think it would have been better for everyone, like if if there had just been a cyborg movie for this, where like he could have, you know, they could have fleshed he, he that out a little more. Could have had the time more. he needed. Yeah, he could have had the time he needed, and this movie could have been an hour shorter. Right, right, and and three hours is like like that is a proposition you can at least like consider. You know, a three hour movie you can kind of be like, okay, like long, but like, I, but okay, I could, yeah. yeah, I could maybe do that. 
What did we think of Big Bad, and how are we defining Big Bad in this movie? Is it Dark Side? Is it um, who's Big Bad? That was that. Uh, Is it Steppenwolf? I, like, how how are we doing this? I mean, that was an interesting choice, right, for the movie, where it's like, I mean, in a way, you have to call Steppenwolf the Big Bad because he's the person they're actually fighting against for most of the film, and he's the one you follow for the majority of the film when you're looking at the villains. But like the whole time, it's like very clear that he's like this kind of middle manager sort of guy who's like kind of like just doing his master's bidding and is like kind of kind of hapless. Like I, I again, a lot of times I couldn't help comparing this to the Avengers in my head. And like it's not dissimilar from like the way that the Avengers bad guy side works where like Loki is the bad guy, but he's working kind of for other people. You just don't really see the other people. He doesn't even really know who he's working for. And Loki has a hell of a lot more character than than Steppenwolf does. You know, it's like they kind of lean into him actually being the villain in that movie a lot more. Um, but like it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a Kylo Ren and the Emperor. Yeah, maybe that. Like in, right? You're saying in Avengers or in in uh, or in no, this movie? No, in this movie. Kind of. I mean, right? You have like the big, all-powerful, and his name was the fucking Dark Side for fuck's sake. Right. Right. I mean, c- kind of. Insofar as like Steppenwolf in this movie was all about trying to like get back on Dark Side's good graces for something. Yes, it was. Um, that was that was an odd choice. It wasn't. I didn't hate that choice because it was different. It was at least something where it was like, oh, it was kind of different. Like the whole time, like, like you're just like, like. You kind of feel bad for the guy the whole time and then his whole thing ends by having his head cut off right in front of his the guy he was trying to like like kind of please the whole time yeah so yeah he was he was kind of a sad character i can't even tell you how much i dislike like the character design i don't know what the fuck he looks like in the comics like you know maybe maybe it's like you know that's exactly I mean, how he looks. But like I mean, he looks, he looks very different than he did in the Whedon version too. He's, they he's totally more, redid yes, his character. Yes, yeah. Remember, I saw the climax, so I remember what. Oh he yeah, looks yeah. Like. So you know, you yeah, know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that he's way better in this. I think his design is way better in this movie than the Whedon version. It is. I will say that. Like the, the I disagree. They smushed his head in and they made his head so tiny. And that, well, that part isn't good. Yeah, I agree. But I but I like his suit more than kind of yeah. just. I don't know. I, 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 I don't like just read, all that much. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll it, say that. His suit just read too much of, like, Destroyer from the first Thor movie. Like Totally. that That's what I was totally going to say. It absolutely yeah. looks like the Destroyer from Thor. Um, but, yeah, he's like, you know, I, I it, it's just such an ugly character design. And, like, ugly in a way that, like, I mean, there are plenty of ugly, like, alien bad guys in all these superhero movies that have aliens. But, like, this was just, I don't know. It it was like it was hard to look at him sometimes, and and not in a way that it's like I think meant to be. It was just like no, Ugh. it was it, it was weird. Like they made his they made his head smaller, they made his hands really big. Um, it was hard to figure out how big he was in the world. Yes, um, like I I didn't know is he like ten feet tall? Is he like fifteen feet tall? Is he eight feet tall? I have no idea how <laughs> how big he is. He's actually just eight inches tall. He's this big. <laughs> it's all forced perspective. That's right. <laughs> fucking action figure <laughs> uh, and they also they they ramped up the distortion on his voice which i don't know i i 
it becomes unintelligible for me fairly quickly. Like I started getting into like, remember when um, Dark Knight, like the first Bane version of Bane, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, dude. <laughs> right, right. Um, it, it didn't get quite that bad, but at, at a few points it got close where I'm just like, ah, there's so much like bass rumble and distortion in his voice. I'm not entirely sure what he's saying here. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, does it really matter? I mean, if I'm going to watch a four-hour movie, I should at least follow it. Because if I'm out, if I'm checked out, that's too long for me to be checked out. <laughs> I, I did think it was... I, the other thing I thought that was weird, and um, just like kind of generally speaking, is um, just their, like, th- those boom tubes that they can basically teleport anywhere they want with kind of no restrictions. Yeah. Um, made it seem very weird. And then, like, even at the end, they're like, well, all right, we're going to like invade the slow way. And it's like, why? Why are you going to invade the slow way? Yeah, it's like, you know, these pop weird... over to a different part of the planet. Like, you can do whatever. You don't have to appear right there. Like, right. Steppenwolf's popping all over the place, left and right. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that at all. I mean, it was, yeah. Because, I mean, he almost, you know, he was, he was kind of, well, until Superman came, he was kind of a force to be reckoned with for the others. And I assume Darkseid's more powerful than Steppenwolf. Yeah, I, I, I do wish... I, I, I also, speaking of Steppenwolf and Superman, I wish it had been a little harder for Superman to beat the crap out of yeah, Steppenwolf. It was like, like they, it was done when Superman yeah. showed up. Superman's like, I'm just ending this right now. This is over. And it's like, right. they, like he, they always have like a power problem with Superman, but I feel like they dialed it up in this movie. They really did. Yeah. Especially when you consider that it was like, you know, when Superman first awakens and they have kind of the face off with the other superheroes, it's like, obviously Superman overpowers them. But like eh, a couple of them kind of hold their own for a little bit. Like, like, it's not like, you know, it's like Wonder Woman, especially, I would say, like holds her own for like a little bit of time. And it felt like Steppenwolf would be able to do like they kind of battle Steppenwolf to a draw. So it kind of would make sense that Steppenwolf would at least be able to get something in. Right. Either that or like Superman should have turned the rest of the Justice League into a fine mist, like when he fought them all. Right. Something doesn't track there. Right. Exactly. The Justice League can't beat Steppenwolf, but they can but they can do pretty good against Superman. Superman Superman can pulverize Steppenwolf, but like can't do that against the Justice League. It's like it's a weird rock paper scissors thing going on. Yeah. Um. So the, the, the 20 minutes of the for, of the theatrical cut that I did watch, like I said, of the climax, one thing I did like about this version of the climax was setting it at night rather than during the weird red day or whatever the hell was going on in the in the theatrical the version, dome. just because it looked a little better. I, I like like I like. I don't like the way these movies look at all, but like I like I'll, I can take like the the final assault happening at night a lot better than I could like the way it looked in the theatrical version, which I thought well, was ugly a... as fuck. I'm going to point two things out about that end scene. One thing that I like grimace and I rolled at, and I'm sure you guys did this a lot, which was like, how long are we into this movie? And this is just happening. Um, and then one thing I did like, so um Hold on, I made a note. I believe it was three hours and 22, three hours and seven minutes in. Okay. Where they say, oh, we finally have a plan. I was like, so we just spent three hours and seven minutes with no fucking plan? 
I mean, like, yeah. Like, that's a lot of exposition to get to the fucking plan. So, yeah. it just, like, highlights it. But the thing I did like in this is in the in the Whedon version, there's some weird shit going on with, like, it happens in Russia and there's this family. And basically, the end of the fight with Steppenwolf ends with the Flash and Superman off, like, saving some fucking family out in the suburbs like pushing them out into the suburbs away from the boom i actually really appreciated that they were there was a plan and they were all together to finish the job um i guess i mean i i people say they hate like that russian family i i get the sense that like after after man of steel like Zack Snyder's like, fuck it. Every place they fight is just empty. And we're going to make a point to tell you how empty they all are and that there's no people around. And like, he just doesn't want to deal with civilians. I, and like, I, I found that kind of hilarious in this, that it was like, yeah. it's empty. Nobody lives there. And I was like, well, like that's one way to get around it. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and, and that is one of the classic things that you do with Superman is like his job isn't to punch the bad guy as hard as he can. His job is to minimize as much damage. Like he has to, he has to fight the bad guy while minimizing as much damage as possible. It's how you solve a lot of the power problem. It's how you solve a lot of the power problem. And they and they took that away here and just, you know, said he's just going to punch the guy really hard and like there is no there is no collateral damage. We're going to go out of our way to make sure there isn't any. Um and, you know, like the the Russian family in the Whedon it's not my favorite thing, but like I do think it's good to have that scene of him like saving regular people which is something that like snyder never has superman or any like superheroes do like they never save regular people from anything they're never just like it's never just like a regular night of crime fighting it's always like some world ending event and i i think those scenes in superhero movies are valuable wonder woman did it in this movie oh can we talk about the fucking the she's she stopped the stupidest terrorists in the history of the world because these guys okay so these guys go in with guns they take a bunch of hostages but they don't really want the hostages the hostages are just there to keep them from storming the building until they can blow it up yeah that was so weird it took me forever to figure out who that guy was by the way i was like the whole time i was like who is that guy i've seen that guy i was fucking was it it was fucking roose bolton from game of thrones oh i've never seen game of thrones yeah that's a good call um all he had to do was walk in with his bomb briefcase and blow it up like he didn't have to do any of that shit. I know. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it was it was dumb. Um Oh, but th- so that brings me to the other weird thing that I that I didn't understand. Like you said they had a plan, right? So the plan is they fly in their you know, they have their angelic moment of the troop carrier. They fly there, he drops them all off. Batman drops everybody off at the edge of the dome. He flies through the dome. And then it takes the tower out and then gets in his Batmobile and all the heroes come and join him on the Batmobile. Right. All right. Why didn't they just all stay on the plane then? Like what? Like, I guess in case he died, like, I don't know, like that didn't like, but he, he didn't seem to think he was going to die. There was no plan B. Um, Right. The, the impression I got was that, but, but I, I feel like this was very badly like figured out. Like, I, I was under the impression that like the plan such as it was or or maybe the plan that they improvised after like he after the angelic troop carrier like crashed was that like Batman because I, I think Batman says this right is basically like I'm going to draw them away like you guys like keep going and but then they don't right like they they kind of go with him and like follow him because they you know want to save him or whatever it's like they feel like 
you know, loyalty to him or whatever it is. But like, I don't feel like any of that was very well drawn. Like I had to kind of infer that and I'm not even a hundred percent sure that's what happened. Like that's, right. that, could... that's as much as I could tell. Like, like usually if that kind of thing happens in a movie, you get some line of like Batman in this case, saying something to that effect. Like, come on, like, like, it's not about me. It's about the world or like something like that. Right. And then like, they say like, but it's about the team or whatever. Yeah, or we don't leave anyone behind exactly. or something like I that. I mean, the fact we're saying this as maybe a sign that it's like, well, maybe it's good. He didn't do that either. Cause it's very cliched and we could basically have written it right here. But I do feel like you don't want, you, you never want scenes where like the whole time you're kind of trying to figure out like, so what happened here? Like, what, what is this? Like, why yeah. are they here? What are they doing right now? Which I definitely okay. found myself asking there. Which to me then brings me to my least favorite part of the movie. I didn't want to guess the end, the fucking yeah. the, the, the the fucking ni- the nightmare, the, the fucking yeah. twenty minute like epilogue nightmare thing. Hold on, before we get to before we get to the nightmare, can we talk about the Martian Manhunter for a minute? Yes, please. Well, this I, is this is part of the epilogue, right? Well, he comes but earlier a, too, he, but he shows the, up. He shows up uh, earlier for. I don't even know the reason. Just like she needs to like get out of the house, and like that's the important thing that like he needs to impersonate his would be mother in law to do it. Like that felt really really weird to the point where like he's gonna get fucking found out because it's not like Lois is never gonna mention this to Martha again that this conversation happened. Also, um, it, it's it's a confusing scene. So like I knew who he, like I know who Martian Manhunter is, and like you could tell enough that it was Martian Manhunter. He had like the cross thing. Like the outlet that his, you know, your outfit has, but he doesn't look that dissimilar to someone who might not know. And I guess no one's watching the fucking Zack Snyder cut who wouldn't know. But like if this was intended to be in a theatrical release, he looks kind of really like veiny. he looks kind of like a parademon. Like, like he's got glowing red eyes. It's like it, it makes it confusing, in my opinion, until he, until they explain who he is at the very end. I mean, he's he's so veiny and like he looks dehydrated he looks like a cucumber left in the fridge for too long like they made him look really weird yeah he definitely does it's so so he was and and i guess i like i i don't really want to go back and watch man of steel but like does this track like the like is the idea that he has always been that general i mean that general doesn't do much right that that you would that's what i was wondering it's like does does like whatever he does like isn't he the one who's always trying to like kind of trying to like hold back Superman and like the in Man of Steel, like at least, you know, for the amount of time we see him, which is like five minutes. Yeah, I, I did. I did not get. I mean, I don't remember that well, but I didn't get the sense that like if you went back now and watched it again, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's clearly someone right. who's secretly trying to help Superman. And, and I assume like he really is that general, right? Because like there's always the chance that it's like he was just using his persona the way that he did Martha Kent beforehand but then but then why it, pick that guy well and also at the end of the movie when he goes and talks to bruce wayne he has harry lennox's voice it's 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 the actor's voice right. um so so it's clearly like that's who he is like like he is that guy yeah I, it, it didn't i don't know why i i i yeah i don't know why if that was the case like you could have fucking called him general jones in like in the in the movie and at least like you would have been like oh who's that but like they gave him a totally different name um and it just it just came out of nowhere and like when i saw that movie like when i saw that scene and like martha leaves the apartment and her eyes glow i like shut i like sat straight up and i was like what and like she turned into the martian manhunter and i said out loud the martian manhunter is in this fucking movie like you've got to be kidding me 
<laughs> I know. It's like, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, the last scene, I think, makes it a little more clear that it's, again, set up for he was going to be joining the Justice League, I guess, at some point or something right. like that. But it's just it's so. It's so weird, like, I feel like what would have made more sense. I don't know how they would have done this, but what it would have made more sense to me is that they would have found some way for that general to have some minor pivotal scene in the movie where he helps the group in some way. And then at the end, he comes back and it turns out he's really Martian Manhunter. And it's like, that's yeah. why it's kind of like, that's why I helped you. Like, I'm actually a superhero, too. Like, he didn't say that, but that's like the point. Like, that would have made a way better way to introduce him than like this I bizarre agree. Martha Kent thing that he was doing with. Lo- yeah, like like you said, where it's like, what was the point of this again? <laughs> like, um. But to, but to to actually talk about the epilogue, the the one thing that like before they do the nightmare scene, they do like the all the I think they do this in this world, I don't remember, but they do all the heroes get their little moment. Yes. Um, the, why is Batman standing on a tank in that little moment? Did you notice that? No, like, I didn't. Did he, in what part? They like they they do like the bat signal and then like they cut over oh, to Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's standing on a tank, which I can't fucking figure out why. I got the impression that was his bat tank or something, but. Yeah, but that that would be random in itself. Like, did he like take it out for a drive or something? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he's really he's really gone full paramilitary on these guys. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's yeah. Is is um yeah? I, I have so many questions, but they're all like little questions like this, where it's like like among those people in the epilogue who they give a big thing to was like the fucking like Asian guy who was like. Joe Morton's second in command, who's like now the yeah. head of Star Labs. I, I I assume he's a guy in the comics. Like he's someone who, if I, I was a DC person, I'd be like, oh, like and like be like, oh, he's he's like he becomes a superhero or like something like right. that. I had so I had to look it up. He becomes the Atom. Okay. Um, okay. Which is ultimately, but like you're right insofar as like that guy needed way more explanation than the Martian Manhunter did, and the Martian Manhunter got a fair amount of explanation at right. the end when he's talking to Bruce. Like if you if you if you know who, like, if you know who the guy in the lab is, then you fucking know who Martian Manhunter is too, right? Like, right. I don't think there's a lot of people who that would be true for. They they, they definitely explain the wrong bit. I, I I do have a general note, which is like they explain all the wrong things in this movie. Like for instance, like the, the thing I wrote down is like I don't really care about how they cleared out Star Labs so they could get in there and resurrect Superman. Yeah. But I do care very much to know, like, how long he's been dead, which they don't bring up at all. Right. Um, like, that would have been useful information. But, like, fucking, like, this, like, biohazard thing. Like, that was a that was a fairly long scene that had no point. Like, suffice it to say they got the lab cleared out. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. I, I also, like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, there was also, like, stuff like... I I don't need like a detailed like end of vanilla sky style explanation of this but like how does he get his memory back exactly like it's like Lois just comes to him and it's like does he get his memory back right there and then do they fly away and then he's like like why I don't know I, I don't get it and I don't quite understand why Lois like they make it out like it's like it's kind of a similar thing to, to like the whole everyone's like you know despairing about Superman where it's just kind of like I just don't really buy that the two of them have this like all consuming love that like, you know, lets him be who he is. And it's, you know, very much implied through a couple of things at the end that like 
it it it's it is foretold or something that like Batman will let her die somehow and Superman will turn bad because of that more or less right <laughs> which, which is like which, which you know which is kind of bringing us to that weird weird epilogue yeah they like, got some real codependent shit going on those two like right which, which doesn't which which is yet another thing that doesn't feel right for Superman at all or Lois like Lois yeah, is Lois. a very is, is a very strong character who in this movie falls completely to yeah. fucking pieces yeah Especially, especially they, this. What they Lois. imply is a like, long time. Yeah, yeah. Like we talked about this when we talked about Man of Steel and and Superman. That it's like that was kind of one of the better parts of Man of Steel was that Lois Lane was a character with like a lot more agency, um, and and you know who who could do a lot more stuff on her own as right. well in in these movies. And yeah, she wasn't that really at all here. All right, so let's let's talk about the nightmare a bit because and and it does this does have the longest part that was shot new for this like all the joker stuff um, i mean first and foremost remember this is the guy that complained immediately about w- when we reviewed wandavision about the post-credit scenes <laughs> that's true <laughs> the well, first thing i thought was like man they could have thrown this in like 30 seconds in post-credit i was gonna say these aren't even post-credit these are this is the pre-credit epilogue right right it's a fucking episode of wandavision it was 20 thing- minutes <laughs> The thing I've never understood about these nightmare sequences, which is in, in what's, what they call them in universe, like K-N-I-G-H-T mare sequences. Um, like, is it Batman having a vision of the future? Like, is this supposed to be prophecy? Like, is this something that's supposed to actually be happening? Like, or... Or, or is he, is or just, is he like, just having a nightmare? <laughs> like, is it like I, yeah, the first time they did it, I thought it was like a manifestation of his fear of what might happen. Um but then apparently like that nightmare setting was supposed to be the setting of justice league too. If they did another one, like that's, it's something that's supposed to happen, but which is the case, but like, it's not just like a flash forward. Like they clearly show Bruce Wayne waking up from a dream at the end of both the times they show these sequences. Right. Um, in both movies, he wakes up from a dream. So he knows about this, but like, that they're not going to fucking explain how Bruce Wayne can see the future. Right. He's got, he has these weird premonitions. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah, it, it's really fucking odd. Also, the, Joker, I, the Joker fell really flat for me. Really flat. Oh, totally. Like you, for, for one, just at a technical level, you could tell they were not in the same room together. Like they had the two characters were talking at each other. They had no chemistry whatsoever, which made which just made everything worse. Um, but his whole like spiel, like. It took way too long. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, it was so poorly paced. Right, and and like, I guess the whole point was just like they've recruited the Joker to help them, but like, okay, like I didn't need a four minute scene to explain that to me. The point, honestly, was, and I've read interviews about this, is that like Snyder knew that this is the last Justice League thing he was going to do, and he thought it'd be silly to not have a scene with Batman and the Joker in it. Well, it was a shit ass scene. Yeah, it sure like, was. Yeah, yeah, they could have done something better than that. It's a shit ass epilogue. Yeah, yeah, it totally, it totally was. Like it was, like, how far in the future is this supposed to be? Like again, like it, it has time to has be. no meaning in these things. right. I mean, it has to be somewhat near future, right? Because it's like, I mean, we couldn't really see Batman well, but he didn't look that much older. And no. like and and neither neither did the Joker. 
But then Although on the, the other hand, like did. the Flash had like a beard and shit, or like I couldn't tell exactly how he looked because like you only saw him a couple like times kind of quickly. Yeah, he had like a weird mustache or something, like right. But you know, he heals and grows facial hair super fast. That's right. And who else was there? Fucking uh Well, there's Cyborg, of course. Right, right. Yeah. And there's and there's Deathstroke, who I guess more or less looked the same. I, I couldn't tell because he didn't have like Well, they gave him a Mohawk in the future. Right, he exactly. Didn't have the Mohawk on the ship. Right, right. But he had gray hair both times. Or silver yeah. hair or whatever. All right. What, what I, I we can throw grades on this, but I'm sure you hit me with lingering questions you have that you want to bitch about or compliment. Uh, I mean, my, we've, be, we've beaten this up pretty good. Oh, so wait. So while you're thinking about that, let me get to my overriding thesis, which is that um, I I think that the the reason I think this movie makes the Whedon version better is it explains a bunch of stuff. There's some stuff in there that could have used the explanation. Um, um, and I think like that fleshes out because they they rushed, let's, let's face it, they, they rushed to the Justice League movie. Like you don't fucking make the third movie in your thing, like the team up movie, right? Or whatever. Um, so, so, they, so they rushed it. So they explain a bit more. There's good backstory that you can kind of like take, but I don't want to sit through the four hour version of this again. I'll, and, and I'm curious to see how, like, I don't know when I'll watch it or if I'll watch it, but I'm curious to see how the two hour version of this plays off the four hour version now, like having um, having seen this one. Um, but I think it'll make it I think it'll make it a bit better. Um, I do. Um, but um, but Jesus, man, he shot a lot of stuff that that got excised from those movies. The, the main thing I think is like this feels like. I don't know if people do this, but like there's a, a lot of movies where you can go back and you can say, watch with the deleted scenes like in place where like they'll put the scenes in and make the movie a little bit longer. And usually when they do that, you're like, oh, yeah, OK, like it's an interesting scene, but I can see why they cut it. and It makes sense. Right. And I feel like in this movie, <clears throat> there's tons of that where it's just like they should have just cut this like they should have just cut it. Like the, the the one example is like when Desaad called Desaad called Steppenwolf twice, right? Yeah. Once when he's found the first box, and once when he called, found the second one. You really they don't have the need same that conversation, yeah. Both times where he's like, "I've been here shoring up the base. The parademons can smell the box." It's like okay, and then he's like, and then he's like, "You don't have the last box yet." He's like, "No, I've been here shoring Not up the, the base. base, but the parademons can smell it." And it's like, <laughs> did we just have this conversation like twenty minutes ago in the movie? Like, I, like, there's a lot of stuff like that, or it's just like. There's there's just a lot of stuff that didn't need to be here and and really could have been trimmed like really like even for like super fans like it didn't like it just it doesn't it grinds the movie to a halt like it it takes you out of the flow like it's just the dude needed an editor or a different editor I don't know who edited this movie but yeah I mean I don't think they're way really, way too long I mean I mean there's an editor in as much as you know in in the way to like put scenes together but i don't really think anything was edited down like it, it just doesn't feel like that was the mandate of the movie i mean it was just like do what you're gonna do except i guess for that green lantern cameo um so yeah i mean we haven't even gotten i i don't really have anything else to talk about i can segue right into final thoughts if you want that'd be great sure well uh, all right well, let me do one last thing sorry okay. i know i'm going on and on no no, no go for it do you guys think there will be a huge continue the Snyder cut campaign 
to now he set up so much stuff that they're going to say, you know, keep the Snyderverse alive, basically. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I don't think it'll yeah. go anywhere. I don't, I don't think Warner Brothers will do that. I, I feel like this was what they were willing to do. And I feel like they, they've made it very clear to this point that it's like, we're doing this, we're giving him his thing, like, and now we're moving on. We have our own yeah. ideas of what to do. But I absolutely I, think that pe- that there will be a big, big meaning. There will be a vocal. I, I like. I, I have no idea how wide this outcry really is. You know, it's like I, I, we, we had a conversation before this came out about whether, whether there would really actually be a whole lot of discussion about this once it came out versus, like, say, like the ongoing Marvel stuff. And I will say there has been a decent amount of discussion about this since it's come out. But I wonder if there really is a lot of discussion, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that what, what, like I've seen a lot of stuff, but it's from fucking comic books, websites and pop culture websites. Like are people actually watching this and seeing it? I have no fucking clue. Four hours is a lot to ask for, you know, with, no matter how much marketing, it's a lot to ask someone to go in and be like, Hey, watch this four hour version of a movie you might've already seen and not really liked. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm surprised they went this far. So yeah, me too. I, I would have, I would have bet against them doing this. So I'm not going to say they're not going to do it. Um, and I know I keep saying last thing, but actual last thing, if this movie has any fucking coherent musical theme, I couldn't find it. Um, and they made a big deal about restoring the original score of this movie, which just felt fucking all over the place. Like they did the Wonder Woman stuff when Wonder Woman was around. They did the Superman stuff when he was around. Otherwise it was like either weird juxtaposition, like, slow a slow-mo scene with a song that doesn't belong there um but there's no is there a justice league theme like i don't know what it is the music seemed awful to me i don't know i didn't like it at all yeah and i don't usually notice music in movies right i didn't like it yeah no i i I definitely agree with that that's that that's kind of like the main thing i wanted to say really got to like the final cut thing and it was something that we haven't actually talked about all that much which is like it feels like it's like the equivalent of putting lipstick on a pig a little bit. It's like it's like you can like do all kinds of stuff with this and like, oh, like we we shot all this stuff and we got seen up. It's still a fucking Zack Snyder movie at heart. Like that is my issue with this movie. It is grim and it is dour. It looks like shit, just like all of the Snyderverse movies do. Not 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 all of his movies necessarily, but definitely all of the DC movies that he's done look like shit. And this one looks like shit, too. It's like I I will never get over like it doesn't have to be like super vibrant. Like I get that DC is always going for their own look and they don't want it to look like Marvel. I get that. And and I understand I'm probably for it. Like you do want your thing to look distinctive. But this is not the way you go. Like this is it's ugly, 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 ugly looking like like every little bit of it pretty much like. And, and and that in the end is my, you know, maybe if there are people who just like love everything Zack Snyder does, then, you know, they love this. And obviously there are those people and I'm sure they love this. I'm sure they're like ecstatic to see like his vision realized or whatever. But like for me, it's like I just can't get through that. Like 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 overall, like I didn't. I didn't hate this movie <laughs> like like I said, like I didn't hate it, but like I can't really pick a thing that I like liked about it uh, beyond a couple little things that 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 we've mentioned during this discussion. So like in the end, I will give it. Um, I'm, I'm taking on, on its merits, like I'm not really docking it for being four hours other than the fact that of like editing issues, like you were saying, like things that didn't need to be there. Um, I'm going to give it one and a half. 
which is one more star than I expected to give it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think I think I, I think I largely agree with you. Like, I mean, there are four hour versions of things that I would like. Right. Um, I still am <laughs> old enough now. I probably would never watch them in one sitting, but that's fine. Um, I would like to take someone who doesn't know anything about Wonder Woman, show them this movie, and then say, what color is Wonder Woman's outfit? Yes. Because I'll bet you they'll get it fucking wrong. <laughs> it's so desaturated in this movie. Um, so like you, I th- I'm also going to give this movie one and a half. Um, it's, I, I still contend it's two movies and would have been better as two movies. I agree. Than, than cramming so much into one. Um, but, oh God, it's so bleak and and so joyless and so oppressive and that's not that's not what i like in superheroes so you know it's funny pauls i thought of you quite a lot while watching this movie because you're because you're grim and joyless (laughs) it's true (laughs) and desaturated (laughs) partly because i'm like thank you for taking my whole fucking weekend for this paul so second well that's well deserved and secondly, um, you you said something a couple weeks back, which was, um, or maybe when we were watching Man of Steel, um, you're like, you know, I like all the actors. There's a good movie in here somewhere. Yeah. You think, do you still think that? I still like the actors. I do. Like, I think Ben Affleck's a good Batman. Like, I think, like, all the Gal Gadot, like, Henry Cavill, I like... I think all the casting, you know, Ray Fisher, like Jeremy Irons, Alfred, like I like all the casting. Um, I would love to see them in like good superhero movies together. I think they could be really good. Is there a good movie in here? No, I don't think so. I think like, you know, Josh, Joss Whedon's a terrible person. Take it as red. I think he did the best he could with what he had. Um, And I think, the un, I think the unrestrained version of it shows like I I don't think there's a good movie in here. I don't. There is. It's called Avengers Endgame. Um So you mean one 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 with completely different actors and completely different uh story that is the culmination of twenty one other movies? The story's not that far <laughs> off with the exception of time travel. Sure. There's t- there's time travel in this movie. Oh, there is time travel at the end. Yeah, I <laughs> very, mean, very very brief time travel or Avengers: Infinity War. Like it's not that far off. No, like, it's not big, big ass plot points. So so there is a good movie in here somewhere, and it was handled like dog shit. Now I'm comparing this to the Joss Whedon movie. The funny thing is, I said the Joss Whedon movie was okay. Oh, what did I say? I can do it. I can do it. Doable. You can do it. Doable. Doable. It's, it's yeah. doable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like more in this movie than I do the Joss Whedon movie, but holy shit. Sometimes too much ice cream is just too much ice cream. <laughs> two. It's a two. So, which, is, which is exactly what I give Joss Whedon's as well. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I would either give the Whedon version a two or possibly a two and a half. Probably a two. I mean, part of it is like his brand of humor works on me really well. Um, so I'm kind of a sucker for that stuff. Um, but like if, if, if you told me today I had to sit down and watch one of them, well, just on length, I'd fucking pick the shorter one for sure. So one thing, one, one thing I heard about this movie that I cannot comment on, obviously, um, is that 
if nothing else, it has better visual composition than the Joss Whedon version. Because for, for better or for what you, you might not, as I said, you might not like him, but one thing Zack Snyder is as a director, and especially visually, is distinctive. Like, you know when you're watching a Zack Snyder movie. And Joss Whedon can be fairly anonymous in terms of that same sort of thing. Like, like I mean, I love Avengers, but it's not the best shot movie. Um, the original I mean, Avengers. What's the in- I mean, the only interesting shot I can think of in this movie was the one where somebody opens a bag and it's shot from like inside the bag. Yeah, um, I, I don't even remember what that scene was now, but no, that's like I, the only I, distinctive I, thing I can think of. I, I don't disagree. I was just wondering how you guys felt. Like, I, for me, it was like the same like couple tricks over and over again. Like the 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 you know your typical slow mo slow mo shot and then speed up at the end thing that he does in like every movie. Um, and then like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, this man, movie is but... three hours. If you, if you do all the slow-mo at normal speed, <laughs> right. There's so much of it. You know, you know, you're watching a Christopher Nolan movie when you're watching it. And the funny thing is like, we just reviewed tenant. I didn't know what the fuck was going on in that movie. And that's why it was rated so low for me. It was a beautiful movie. I, I don't think Zack Snyder shoots beautiful movies. It's just distinct. Right. I, I, I agree with you personally, but, but there's nothing just, for me. Yeah. I, I <laughs> like, was just wondering if you guys felt that at all, like that this was not good, but better shot, I guess I would say, than the other it's just, version. It's just it's just distinct in the just way different. Zack Snyder movies are distinct. Got it. Yeah. It, it I, I would not say me. it's better. Yeah. No, I would not say it's better. Okay. Made it. I'm, you know, I, I, I it, in some ways I feel similar to Willie about having had to suffer through four hours of this. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a similar uh, place as you, Paul, where I really can't watch this until the kids are asleep, um, which means that it also meant I didn't get great sleep <laughs> over the last few days. Cause I was trying to fucking watch this movie, but it being done, I guess I'm glad in a way that I've watched it. If only because I can have an opinion about it now. That's like, well, I want like, I watched it, so like, don't don't say I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I watched this fucking movie. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't make you do it, but I, I I would be very curious if you now watch the other one to see, like, you'd be one of the few people who watched them I, in the reverse order. Right, right. I I am kind of. I I'm probably not going to do it because I mean, let's be honest. I barely watch anything. Right. Um, it's 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 a struggle usually for me to watch whatever movie we're watching over a two week period, but um. But I would, there's part of me that kind of wants to at some point do that just for the same reason. Yeah. You might be surprised how different the two movies really are from each other. Right. They're very, very different. Yeah. Which is interesting considering, like you said, that like, according to Zack Snyder, not a lot of, there, there wasn't actually a lot of reshot footage. It's, you know, I guess it's like unused footage. A lot of it. Right. I think, I guess Whedon did the reshoots when he took over. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, I guess that's that's what happened there. So I guess we won't be watching the uh, gray version of this when it comes out. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Just what? In case, what are we even doing? There's a black the, and white version black... in case this one was too cheerful for you. Right. Oh, get out of here, really? Yeah, I think they're calling it the gray version, actually. Four hours, black and white Justice League. Four by three. Four by Four three, by three. Yep. What? I'd rather watch, like... 
double indemnity three times right. in the same amount of right. time if we're going to watch a black and white four by three movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Could have, dri- could have driven from New York to Boston. Yeah. yeah. Should have started yeah. this episode with what? What could we have done with four hours and two minutes in our life? Nish could have masturbated once. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say you could have watched both Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I could have. I could have peed the bed three times. There you go. <laughs> Any other callbacks we can do? <laughs> so we'll be back next week with another episode uh in the meantime send us some emails right yeah sure we got any emails why not you got any emails you want to read an email from a listener nish um sure let me let me let me get it up let's see where is that email where is that email um uh must have gone to spam yeah must have gone to spam I'll find it for next episode. How's yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. But if you wanted to email us, what would you email us at? You would email us at talktopodflix at gmail.com. I still think that email is fucking hysterical. <laughs> I just want to hold my hand up. Talk to the hand. <laughs> I think and of it more of like, of, of like it's like a talk therapy thing. <laughs> like, talk to Podflix. Or, or like we're like a Delilah style radio show, <laughs> like playing like soft music and dealing with listeners problems. Should we do that? No, maybe we can become that podcast. Should we, should we pivot to clubhouse? Yes, exactly. Oh boy. <laughs>